Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Crafting a Business podcast. Today, I have Scissors Paper Paul, or, or just Paul. <laughs> um, he is a crafter from Melbourne, and I love this podcast because I feel like I get to interview celebrities, <laughs> because people in the crafting world that I have looked up to for a long time, I get to have a chat with, and, and I really hope that you guys learn as much um, from them as I do. This podcast was such a great chat. We talked about everything from um, how Paul Craft uh, started crafting from a little, you know, little boy playing with, I don't know, cardstock and pipe cleaners and, you know, all that kind of thing um, through to how he, you know, started presenting on live TV for a television shopping network on the cricket. So another great example of taking crafting and forging almost a different path. This chat uh, was so great and I didn't want to cut out anything. <laughs> so I'm going to break it up into two parts. So this episode is going to be the first part of the chat and next week I'll release the second. So I hope you love it. I hope you learn a lot. If you guys like this type of content, please tell me so I know I'm on the right track. You can send me a DM. You can send me a message. Spam my socials. I do not mind. <laughs> I would love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you learn a lot. Thanks. Hi, Paul. <laughs> hey, Deb. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good as well. Beautiful day in Melbourne. Sun is shining. It's a bit dark in here because I had to shuttle the um some blinds because the sun. Excuse me, sun was just beaming in from everywhere. But, yeah, it's stunning today. That's so mm. nice. It's a bit dreary in Sydney, if I'm honest. I heard that, actually, yeah. I heard you had a dreary weekend. Mm. Yeah. No. But I, I actually don't mind it. Like, it's the only the only difference is the kids go a bit cosy at home. And the house is a dark yes. because all the toys are everywhere. But <laughs> um, but besides that, I, I don't mind it. Honestly. Anyway, it is yeah. what it is. But Children. welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is the first podcast I've ever done, actually. So um, it'll be fun to hear myself back. Ugh, yuck. It's, it is a bit awkward, like the first couple of times, and then you just get used to it, like yeah. <laughs> the more you do, I guess. But um, I wanted to get you on because, you know, there's there's so many different kinds of people in the crafting world and everybody kind of follows everybody, but they don't really know like your story, right? And how mm. you started with crafting and all of that. And that's like, I, I'm i a bit nosy like that, you know? Like, mm. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know all of the little things that kind of got you to here. So yeah, tell me, from the beginning, how did you start crafting and how did you find this amazing thing? <laughs> yeah, well, and it is amazing. Um, so let me sort of start from the beginning. I I was... I was always one of those kids that would always be like, Mom, you know, because we had mum stayed at home with us when we were little. And it was, Mom, play school tomorrow. I've got to be like pipe cleaners and a water bottle and a little whatever. And uh, she'd always do her best to try and give me stuff so I could kind of follow along and make lots of little um, crafty projects, I suppose. But interestingly, as I sort of got older, I, well, 100% never saw myself as creative at all. I definitely have a more mathematical mind. Um, Interesting. Which I think is why cricket, you know, without jumping too far ahead, which I think why cricket resonates with me because it's, you know, it's software, it's exact measurements, it's all of that sort of stuff, which tick, tick, tick is good for me. Um, part, it, so, it reminds me, I don't mean to jump in, but part art. No, part no, science. go for it. 
part art, part science, right? Like, because it's it's like a mix, healthy mix of both to be able to do this. Anyway, yes. Oh, absolutely, and that's the part that I've really sort of had to learn because um, at school, I we we had something called technical drawing. It would probably be I don't know if they do graphic design now or I don't know what they would call it, but anyway, it was very much like basically drawing exactly with all the tools like I, I thought I was going to be like a draftsman or a person uh, or um, an engineer or something like that uh, again mathematical um, but uh, not an architect because everyone's going oh you should be an architect but I never saw myself as having that uh, artistic flavor and certainly if you saw the art that I made back in school oh and I'll tell you actually now, and I'm, I'm having this like whole epiphany um, because I'm doing, I'm actually working on a few sort of art projects at the moment. Um, I think it was my my mathematical side that was probably fighting with the artistic side because it had to be exact. It had to, it had to look like what it was, what I was drawing. Uh, I had to, you know, whereas I realize now, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's not really just about what it, what it, well, it's about what it represents. It's about, you know, that expression and, and all that sort of stuff. And it doesn't have to be perfect and, and so on. Um, it has to be balanced. <laughs> um, but balance totally comes a lot of same. ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, balance comes a lot of ways. You've got, you know, because, um, you know, with, uh, you know, colour and, and mediums and things like that. But, uh, yeah, and then I was very lucky. I was very, you know, it was obviously, a, a, you know, a little gay boy. My family were very um, encouraging of me sort of expressing um, any sort of creativity. So I used, to, I used to go along when I was like 10 years old and attend cake decorating classes with all of these 80-year-old women, um, and like, which was really fun. So a woman that my mum worked with would pick me up and drive me over there and we'd have our, do our thing and then you know, make a few cakes on the weekend for a few friends and family and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, when I've got a, a, a now 13-year-old and as he was probably about, I don't know, I think he's about eight or so, maybe seven or eight. And I was thinking, I need a hobby. And I actually started sewing. And um, again, exact measurements, you know, really spoke to me. The hardest part was choosing fabric, um, but I'd make pajamas and bedding and quilts and t-shirts and jumpers and uh, bags and oh, all sorts of different things um and then went to the u.s my first trip ever to the well not first trip to the u.s but like disneyland and had the most amazing holiday went through every joann's i could find all of these places walmart and bought everything like sewing wise right come all the way back and then um, a month later my son's having an eighth birthday which was harry potter and i'm sitting there as i'm cutting out i think it was 180 um printed printed out that I printed out wings that I then had cut out with pair of scissors and then hot glue onto Ferrero Rocher's to make these little golden snitches which was super cute snitches yes I made a, like a very basic what like it was around it did you say by hand like yes with scissors like <laughs> just not and and not the insides Lever just around them but even that yeah. I wanted to you know jump off a um quidditch pitch afterwards um <laughs> i was thinking to myself there must be an easier way and i made i made a pinata harry potter all of this stuff i was i was doing i did print being cut which was i printed out onto cardboard some images that i found on the internet Literally and cut them out with cut. Yeah. and cut them out with scissors stuck them in skewers and put them on a cake um and that's her and then i started researching and i'm like i found like all these machines so it was like brother scan and cut uh, well it actually came down to for me brother scan and cut and cricket they were the two that I was really drawn to. Uh, I actually, because I was also started, I actually had started then starting to look at while I was doing this basic card making, like stamps, all that sort of stuff, which is 
gone by the wayside, had all the metal dies, Sizzix, you know, thingamajiggy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then, so, and, and then of course, I'm like, why didn't I buy this all in the US? Because none of it was available in Australia. Um, oh, cool. uh, so I shipped it all over. I got the Export Air. And for anyone listening that complains when new stuff comes out, I bought the new Air. And while it was in the Air, and here's my New Zealand accent now coming out, um, as it was in the Air, the Air 2 was released. And the machine I'd paid, oh God, a lot for, it was half the price. Um, so there you go. I've been stung as well. <laughs> Happens to all of us. Uh, so that arrived. I and felt then the pain. <laughs> it was a, it, it was a hard pill to swallow initially, but then I thought, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. some you know, Amazon was meeting me as well. Literally in the air. Yeah, it was literally in the air. Um, anyway, I fell in love. I was uh, completely obsessed with paper, um, and that was that's really sort of like my sister's paper Paul because I was paper crafter. That's what everyone knew me for when I first started in the groups. Um, it was just, yeah, the, I loved all the dimensional cards and more layers, the better. I've got, in fact, I was looking for a teal the other day and I think I've got eight different teals and, but not the teal that I want. That was too green, too blue, too da light, yeah, too dark, yeah. Da, da, da. Uh, and yeah, and yeah, you anyway, know, look out for that TikTok because of like, and then I wanted, I've got all the colors anyway, but not the color I need. Um, so yeah, so that sort of have fell into it. And then I joined Cricket for Australians on Facebook. And uh, and that's when really strange things started to happen. Really <laughs> Do I keep going, or did you want to? Yeah, no, tell me everything. This is this is probably when the floodgates opened, right? And oh. it's like a whole new world. So yeah, so I don't even think I belong to any groups at all, actually, before Crick for Australians. And anyway, it probably just popped up in like you know suggestions or something. And because of course they weren't here, there was no cricket represent, no staff here, no, um, there's nothing in the stores. Uh, I think Craft Online, they they do bring, they have, they import some stuff, so they they had some stuff, but it was very expensive. Um, and yeah, so they, so I think I can't remember if it's either seventy or seven hundred members. Right, so that's 70, 70 that's or 700. Like, yeah, I just can't remember what it was mm. because I can't remember if it was like 70 when I joined and maybe 70 when I became a moderator. Uh, okay, but, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, but still, in the grand but, scheme of Facebook groups, that oh, either one, 70 you, you knew everyone. Is, yeah, yeah, you knew everyone. You knew all community. the members, yeah. <laughs> which we kind of still do now, but like you knew everyone. It's like, oh my god, Deb, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. How are the kids? How's the dog? You know, yeah. what's happening? And you know, you know. Newcastle or wherever they lived and yeah. and I was oh I know that I would have been the most annoying person on there because I and this is what I do when I with anything I research 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 so I was on all the groups now but I mean I, and I was I was sucking in the information like a sponge I had all the answers right so I was answering I reckon probably about 90 percent of people's questions and it was just, it was just became my life really. And in fact, my ex, now ex, very amicable. <laughs> he was like, can you put your bloody phone down? Like, honestly, every time you sit down, you pick it up. Um, but I just, I just loved it so much. It was just, it was just nothing that I'd ever thought I'd be into that I just completely became obsessed with. And um, the girls, so uh, Jules started it. She's Canadian. And then she brought Nat on as a, as a, a admin. And then they were going to and there's a joke in there because there's a canadian australian new zealand i walk into i know spotlight anyway haven't thought of the punchline yet maybe oh. one of your listeners has it yeah. um 
uh, when uh, so they got invited to go to the cricket uh, the cricket make um, mountain makeathon, which happened only once, unfortunately, but it happened once, and it was in um, um, in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. So off they went to to do that, Portland, yeah. And uh, while they were away, they were like, "Oh, Paul, would you would you be uh, come on as a moderator?" we're going to do this event. And I mean, because to this point, like, it's not like, I mean, I knew knew them to say hi and stuff, but it, it wasn't like we were chatting out of the group or friends, you know, friends outside of the group. This was, they they needed someone and they thought of me. So they contacted me. And I'm like, yeah, no, that sounds great. Sounds amazing. And I don't know if you've ever been a moderator or an admin in a group. When you first start, like, you're really scared, like to make decisions or do things or, or whatever. But let's just say, you're all a pack of bleh beeps. Like when they went overseas, oh my God, everyone turned toxic. And the girls are like oh. messaging me at weird hours of the night going, we're so sorry. I can't believe this is happening. Like just like, you know, all of the things are like, should I delete this person? Do I block this person? Do I just remove this? Like check. Like it just went crazy. Um, so anyway, that was a bit of a, a crash course and uh, quickly learned uh, what I needed to Big do uh, to do that. <laughs> then... Oh my God, then it just, oh my God, all happened. So we had a, we had a person contact us from Australia and say, hey, I'm working for cricket and uh, just started and would love to, you know, meet you guys and get to know you. So we got connected to her and then we had been talking to Spotlight as well. We'd also, we were connected a little bit to, to Spotlight in a roundabout way, but through that sort of process, we ended up coming up with this idea of doing our own little cricket make mountain makeathon. And in fact, we were going to call it, I think, the Cricket Makeathon Australia, or I don't know what, what something along those lines. So we asked Cricket if we could do that, and they said no, which is fine. Um, but we ended up coming up with the Cricket for Australians Craftathon or the CFA Craftathon, which most of your listeners should know, or if not, they need to start finding out. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> and uh, no, they know because I post about um, it, so they know. <laughs> nobody really knows. So, you know, I haven't seen anything. But anyway, um, so yeah, so we came up with this idea. Anyway, like we then there was a new person actually. The person did work out in cricket, and there was a new person, Alita, who a lot of you probably know. She no longer looks cricket. She had recently left, but she was amazing. Anyway, we went from we 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 were booking out this tiny little hall in um, a church hall. It was dark, it was dingy. I'm down in Melbourne, Jules is in Queensland. Um, Nat was in, you know, uh, uh, near Ballina, so she could get to Brisbane to go and have a look. We were thinking, you know, at one point it was girls were like, oh, should we just buy fabric and do make curtains? I'm like, stop, you know, because we, for originally for the event, we were cutting everything. So it was really, you just came along and um, uh, you, um, you just made stuff, right? Um, anyway, in the end, it just bunny hopped into this beautiful venue in Brisbane. Uh, we had originally, I think we, I don't know, like 70 tickets, I think. Or originally, yeah. Anyway, we had close, we almost up, went up to almost 100 people. Um, I'm going to get the numbers all wrong now. But anyway, so, and then the new person cricket, she came. She hadn't even started, but she came. Um, we did everything, all cutting, everything. It was a fabulous day. People paid, but they purely um, went, uh, went to, it was a donation. Uh, it was only, oh God, it was 20 bucks or something, like so cheap. And uh, and Cricket supplied us with all the materials and everything. We did, we just had to do the cutting. And that was the first craft line. It was such an amazing day. We obviously met the members. We made these projects. We got to really showcase um, really cool stuff. And 
Ashish, the CEO of Cricket, beamed in live, beamed in like a video live to do an introduction and say hi to everyone and, you know, how important it was um, for Australia. And Cricket was only in spotlight then and, you know, they're everywhere now. And next year, oh, my God, next year I think we had almost 400 people. We took out the entire, um, if anyone in Brisbane, the oh, not, it's a beautiful golf course, and I can't think of the name, but beautiful golf course. We had a pop-up shop. We had actually we had a pop-up shop in the first yeah. one as well. We had a pop-up shop with exclusive discounts. We took out the entire place, the ballroom, all the breakouts. I think um, Mark talked shish. about this in her podcast. She oh. talked about, yeah. this. We, uh, I just, can't remember the name of the golf club either, but it was a great event. Yeah. She remember, I remember yeah. like, Okay. They're going, I think they said, oh, so how many do we do this year? Should we do a thousand? And we're like, oh, maybe 400, I think we had. Um, we, it was incredible. So people, you know, and the, I can't remember what the tickets were there, maybe 40 bucks, but they again went to a charity. Uh, every, it, we did a little cutting. So one, one of my projects, so we all obviously had our, our different projects. One of my projects, I cut 100 mats for one of the project to be able to cut enough for 400 people to be able wow. to make these things plus we did like our theme was events so we had a table all set up which was like a first birthday um we had a wedding and i mean you know i mean i was like cutting out felt and sewing them together and making felt um uh icy pole holders with the little fruits hanging off and i mean amazing stuff right so so cool so shish came from the us flew here he brought over one of his uh one of the engineers that worked on the maker and we had then there was more staff in Australia, so they came along as well. And then that was followed by a roadshow. We, I, I flew around the country with um, uh, cricket. We, we we did Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, doing these events uh, when you know people hundreds of people coming through came through, uh, giving mm. getting crickets and having lunch and amazing. It was just, and give lots of prizes. And I mean, we were like we were like the Oprah at our events, like a prize we always had been. Um, then COVID happened, so we went online, but that worked really well. We got to have uh, up to, you know, almost a thousand people on the last one, um, and that was really successful. And obviously, yeah, so we, something we are looking to continue doing. Lo would love to do it face to face, but online we can reach a lot more people, uh, yeah. and also just you know, again, COVID, things like that. Um, yeah. But with the craft on now, when it's online, you get a box, man. Like it's it's more expensive, um, but you get a box of full product. So it's not just like a little, you know, pack with your cutouts to be able to do it. And a little bit of transfer tape. You're getting full rolls of transfer tape, full rolls of you know vinyl, iron on, uh, you name it. I mean, let yeah. You know, I mean, ugh, cricket's so generous. You know, cricket cuties, um, oh, ama just amazing. They make all their projects free for us while we're doing for the event. Um, yeah, and then we do, and now Nat and I do our little boot camps, which have been amazing as well, just like a full day. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we, it's a, a boot camp, like, be, I, can't be, I think we did like 12 projects or something in the last boot camp. So that's more intense because a lot of people attend the craftathon and they're like, it's a bit basic or I didn't really learn anything um, because it's more of a, a, a social, okay, you know, fun, oh, yeah, get okay. to know you kind of, you know, giveaways and stuff like that okay, kind of day. Sure. Um, but yeah, and then, and then one day they said to me, oh, we're, you know, the television shopping network, we, we, we're on there. Um, would you, the girl that normally does it for us, she can't actually, um, do the next show. Would you be interested? And like, in my heart of hearts, I was like a little boy just going, ee! 
squealing. <laughs> like squealing, like ah. But my yeah, but in my is in like excitement, but in my heart was like I think like completely beating us on my chest because I'm like live because it is live. I'm thinking, oh my god, live television. Like how um, do you do this? Yeah. Oh, so and I went up there and I I flew up to Sydney and I did my screen test and of course nothing worked. So they had us in this room where they say basically the Wi-Fi is terrible, um, which it pretty much is there anyway. But nothing worked, but I just kept going. And I thought we'd do a whole show, but we did like 15 minutes. And it was just banter and talk and just see how it went. And they went, oh, we love them. Like, we just want Paul to do all the shows. So I used to fly up there once a month at least, do a couple of shows. Um, and, yeah, the first time I remember just I told nobody. Well, you know, nobody I knew. <laughs> I was so scared because I thought, what if I just absolutely crapped my pants live on TV and just, like, no, nah, got to walk off. And uh, anyway, just the lights came on, did a deep breath, and I just went for it, and I loved it. And, uh, yeah, from there I started YouTube and things like that. But, like, my first live show on TVSM, we, I was there for two days, and the first show was going to be, um, was the Air 2 bundle, and then the second show was the Maker bundle. Uh, yes, no, the first show was the Maker bundle, the next one was the Air 2. So I had, I, you, you go along, you've got everything. After I was being there a few times, I could store things. But um, initially, I'd drag everything that I needed, like ship it, I'd take them my baggage and blah, blah, blah. Um, Anyway, we're 15 minutes in and they're like, oh, we're basically, we've sold out of the maker, so we're going to move on to the next machine. And I've gone, huh? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I've got nothing here. I've got nothing. I've got no, I've got all my, all my pre-work because I'd like, have it all in the different stages. If something didn't work, I'd already had a weeded or he had a cut mm. or whatever. Um, and I said, okay, I don't, I don't, I was, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> so anyway, it just went that fast. We didn't even get, you know, I flushed my way through it. So what and, did you end uh, up talking about? Like what you didn't, the oh, machine like the, that you were supposed to be talking about was sold out. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. They, they swapped everything around because they had oh. their, their stuff there ready to go for the, oh, their bundles. They have they have it all ready sort of packaged together. So we undid the package and we just displayed it all. And oh. uh, and I just sort of fluffed my way as if I, you know, there's some stuff I could do on it and uh, others I could just sort of show, you know, as I was talking yeah, sure, about yeah, the features yeah, and benefits yeah. and, yeah. So, yeah. But, the, I just, mean, that's testament to, like, you as an expert. Like, I hate, I hate the word expert. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I often say I'm not an expert, I'm a bit of a nerd because, like, mm. as you said, I consume mm. everything, consume mm. everything when I'm interested in it. So when mm -hmm. I can talk about it on the fly, okay, sure, I come across as an expert. I'm really, like, dying inside, right? But you know. Yeah, well, so exactly. And a, yeah, and a lot of it is what I, what I, what I know. So as in, like, this is what I would do. I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm not, well, I'm not saying it's the best way, right way. Maybe you've got a better way. <clears throat> but if someone asks me a, a question and I have the answer or an answer, I'll always give it. Um, I'd never give advice if I wasn't sure. And look, yeah. as a group's grown, that's why we have to bring on moderators because we do sometimes see people that have got the wrong end of the stick. They think they know the answer, but actually it's wrong. Um, and over the years, I've learned how to, actually come over the top of that politely because it's very busy you know socials you know it can be very blunt I don't mean to come across as rude but often I'll just go bam there's your answer there's no hi how are you blah 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 um so yeah you've got to sort of finesse it that way but yeah you've just got to go with it and things go wrong and you make mistakes and that's the thing you make mistakes I make mistakes I forget I forget to mirror 
Um, I glued, I got some cards, love the little box yeah. cards, you know, fold flat, yes. fold out. And I, I give it to my friend, she gives it to her daughter and, I, and she opens it up and it's, everything was facing sideways, not front face. <laughs> so, you know, do you see them? Yes, sometimes I do share them, but no, I don't tell you when I forget to mirror. Um, but I we do. all make mistakes. <laughs> what you've got to do, yeah. you got hopefully learn from it. Like, you know, don't make, if you're making yeah. that mistake every time, um, yeah, then okay. this thing, I, I'll, I'll say to people now, do you know what I do? Because I do forget, right? If I'm designing for an iron-on project, I flip the design. So do I. I flip it in, in design space. And I save it, that, yeah. save it back to front. I have to remember now if I share in the community to flip it back again <laughs> so people don't, you know, cut yeah. it the right way by flipping it, you know, the right way. Oh. Uh, by mirroring it. Um, because, yeah, because I do. I forget that. That's one thing I forget. Um quite frequently or known to so that's what I do it's an iron on project mm. you're in reverse and I don't have to worry about it mm. um so it's, it's, yeah it's I mean it's um yeah like we do this every day and you know the you kind of like forget these tiny things like I'm, I'm pretty sure this shirt I've cut like this is probably the third time I cut it because it's a layering mm. project right and I think I designed this in um, not in in um design space in illustrator and I'm new yep. to the program in Illustrator, right? So how many times I have I so Illustrator. <laughs> yeah. Love Illustrator. I, oh. I love it. I love it. But I'm still learning, right? So, and then when I sent it to cut, it cut wrong. And then I didn't flip it. Anyway. But it's like, it's every day, right? This is how you yep. learn. So. Oh, but a lot of people, they. Dots eyes. You know, I lose oh dots all the God, time. The I find them eventually. Always. I don't think I've ever had a dot. <laughs> then there's a name for those things. I can't remember what it is. But I find it stuck to a shoe or my face or... Yeah, it'll just pop up. Like one day I'll be like, oh, what's that on the pop line? See that? Like, That's a piece of vinyl, piece yeah. of HTV that was just on my desk that I just found. Yeah. <laughs> so, and look, I don't sell. So do you think I'm cutting another dot? No, I am not. They can have without uh, it. And even I think <laughs> I made one I made one for my mum. Mum <clears throat> just had a double mastectomy and I made a T-shirt in, in honour of her while she was having a surgery in Brisbane that said, you know, memories are worth more than memories. And one of them's got a dot and one of them doesn't. And it's like, eh, homemade. It. You can't buy that in a shop, exactly. can you? Hopefully. Exactly. <laughs> and actually a lot of people, they, um, so, okay. So this entire podcast is based on people that want to start a business or, um, you know, see where this crafty thing goes. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the perfect, uh, perfect, like the one thing that I always hear all the time is like, oh, it's not like they're scared of posting or they're scared of making the thing because it's not perfect or, you know, mm. and this is a perfect example of that, right? Like you've obviously mm. made a success in crafting in a different mm. way that is not the typical, right? So you've obviously yes. done amazing things with your presenting and tutorials mm. and all of this stuff, build your mm. online community, which is a yeah. completely different way to the typical make one item, sell it to a local market. Exactly. You yeah. know, so, and also, like, if you're telling us as this really successful cricketer, you know, this crafting person, that it's okay not to be perfect, <laughs> then yeah. it's okay not to be perfect, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've, got to, I've got to do a bit of relaunch with my YouTube channel, um, which I really do. Um, it's just during COVID and everything, and, I've, you know, I separated and it, it, life got in the way, but things are back on track now. Um, and there's just something to do and make and blah, blah, blah. it's just finding time sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, so I people that know me, that know me well, know that I I don't make for making sake. I make for someone or some purpose. Even if a cricket, if they send me new materials, they're like, "Oh, can you know, can you make something with this?" I'm like, 
okay, what's his birthday is coming up or who's going to make something for. Yes. And, and it, there might be like with all the color changing projects at the moment, I've only used the iron on and I love the iron on, but I've used it on cars. I've used it on bags, but I haven't yet put it on a water bottle or anything. Cause I don't have a water bottle to make someone. But when that time comes, I'll be like, oh, we use that color change or, or things like that. Um, but also like, I, I've, I, so I used to go live every week on my channel and I, that's where I tried to be a little bit unique um, with my channel versus others. I fail all the time, you know, like I, things just didn't always go right. And, uh, and you'll hear me, you'll hear me in my videos going like, oh, <clears throat> once again, I forgot to put butcher paper down for the fusible link or what, you know, and then reiterate what, what its purpose actually is. So I'd say, you know, it's to protect, you know, your uh, heat press or your uh, easy press, making sure that I haven't got dye leaked through and things like that. So I'm always like, you'll hear me all the time in my videos, do as I say, not as I do. Because yeah, yeah. I forget. And it's not that I'm yeah. just one, one of those people that won't follow instructions. I'm very much not that person. I'm like, yes, give me instructions. <laughs> um, yeah. I forget. I just forget like everybody mm. else. So yeah, you make mistakes. You Again, you hopefully learn from them. And And when people post in the group as well, um you know i don't share a lot now because we used to share a lot and didn't want to sort of take over the group and now that we've got kind of our social stuff we try to share we try to motivate more inspire through those kind of perfect creations and through socials um but ask for help like if you have had a complete and utter disaster ask why but when you do ask why and i posted this a million times as well I wish you could do more customized stuff in, in Facebook, but like what machine, how old's your blade, yes. what mat, what material, what brand, how many, you know, what settings have you tried? Don't just go, I'm about to throw it out the window because I'll be around your house with my washing basket catching that machine because it's 99.9% <laughs> .9 short. <clears throat> it's not the machine. And it's the saying goes, I call it picnic. And this is going to sound really, really horrible, but it's it's not problem in chair not in computer right so more often than not it's like i yeah, you know i'm cutting yeah. I, was, I was cutting something the other day and i and i just thought oh that paper i you, and this is what you start to know as well new blade pop in a new blade perfect right now if you're telling me if your listeners you know oh yeah i've had machine six years i'm still on the first blade i mean i know the cricket ones can be expensive but if you're changing it once every six years, that's what, 12 bucks every six years, $2 a year? I mean, yeah. change them every Plus few months. Use. I mean, yeah. if you're using it all the time, it's it's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things and you'll be amazed. So I'm always like, change your blade. And then I, I find if I never hear from those people again, it's normally what fixes it. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, is it the wrong mat? Is what, but ask. Yeah, that's that's what the group is for. Ask, but exactly as well. Mm. And it's it's about like uh, if if you don't know the answer, then somebody else will. And learning exactly. from the experiences of, of others, right? Hey guys, I hope you learned a lot from that. As mentioned, this is the first half of my chat with Scissors Paper Paul. The second half will be released next week. So if there's anything in this um in this podcast that you have questions about, please do let us know. Um, uh, you can find Paul on Instagram at Scissors Paper Paul or on Facebook as well. And you can find me at Only The Sweet Stuff on all channels. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.